hello, welcome back to another episode of No Funk and Strictly Monk, and the only show that will never going to give you up, never going to let you down, never going to run around and desert you, if we replaced all of those phrases with Funkin' and put, I, I don't know, this is probably the worst intro I've ever done, this is my third try, <laughs> let's just get to the episode, I'm really, really bad about myself, uh, I'm going to go with Jay Christie, joining the always by Andre Barrera, Andre, how are you? Uh, I'm free, um, watched a great episode of Monk, I'm sorry, I am taking some I'm laughing a little bit about this. Oh, I mean, I this is really an embarrassing showing for me, and I embarrass myself all the time, and I just don't know what happened. I keep, I kept pressing record, and it's like by the time I have to say it, it's gonna come to me, and it never did. Um, so you never ever practiced before that. I mean, I saw. I would say probably one out of four times I've thought of it beforehand, um, okay. but usually it just will come to me like right before. Uh, but anyway, uh, we're not here to talk about my complete idiocy. We're here to talk about an episode that's near and dear to my heart. And I, and I know, let me say this. I know I've said before that episodes are near and dear to my heart, but this episode is so close to my heart, it's legally considered a pacemaker. Um, this is Mr. Monk and the Rapper. What do you think of this episode? Um, you know, at first I thought it was going to be like a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory kind of deal. No, it was great. I immediately knew from last week that it was going to be some real fun um, it lived up to it. It had some of the most cliche rap things I've ever mm-hmm. seen in my life, but it was mm-hmm. good. It was still fun. Yeah, it is definitely uh, the writer's room. I don't imagine has that many rap fans in it. No disrespect, but it definitely is very surface level with the rap stuff. But I think the fact that they got real rappers, it um, the bits where rap is involved, like there's actually rap performances. A lot of them kind feel less. Uh, staged because like they got Snoop Dogg and David Banner and a couple other uh, rappers. Um, I think Corrupt is one of the other ones. Yeah, Corrupt is in there. Um, one of the worst just, raps I ever heard in my life, but yeah. I mean, they just got rappers, you know, up. They got... I honestly wonder how they cast them. They must have cast Snoop first and then like just... Because I don't think they were individually auditioning rappers. Like I don't think David Banner came in for an audition. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised David Banner's in the crew. I just figured it'd be a lot of West Coast guys, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, that is true, not. yeah. Yeah, that is, you know, there's, that's really, I really want to, I, it's, I can understand how Snoop Dogg got involved in this episode, because Snoop Dogg's in Hollywood, he does a lot of stuff. Yeah. But I really want to know how David Banner got involved. For those listening, he plays, um, what is it, Snake the Assassin? Yes. Or <laughs> some shit like that. Yes, Snake the Assassin. Um, but anyway, we start off with none of those rappers. We start off with Extra Large, who is a rapper, um, who uh, gets his name because he's Extra Large. Honestly, great fake rapper name. Um, I'm surprised it's not taken, or I've never heard of anyone with that name. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's talking to a reporter after getting out of the studio, and the reporter wants to know about the controversy with him and another rapper named Murderous. Yeah, Murderous. Uh, yeah, he, he wants to... I don't know. I forgot what the questions were, but basically, you know, there's some beef. And yeah, because Extra Large left Murderous's label. Correct. Yeah, which, okay, I don't... I mean, I don't know how close it is, but this is like a really risque uh, performance for Snoop Dogg, considering it very much mirrors the case that occurred. Yeah, um, it's, it's as evidenced it, in the song "Murder Was the Case." Yeah, definitely. You gotta respect Snoop Dogg for being a man who has, on at least one occasion, gotten been a suspect in murder, an actual murder case. To be like, I'm gonna play a real murder. I'm gonna play a, a actual murder suspect. I'll say this: It was giving me very heavy uh, OJ. If I were to do it, uh, if book, I did it, vibe. Yeah. If I did it, vibes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, 
Uh, Exelards gets into his limo, uh, and as his limo is coming up, um, we see that there's a bomb on it. Uh, right. And Bur- uh, uh, after telling the reporter, you know, this is all talk. I'm not afraid, you know. Um, right. And, oh, he also says, the times of violence are the rhymes of violence, which I love. That's a great line. <laughs> I wish I could use it in my ag- regular everyday life. Uh, but then he gets in the car and uh, drives off, and he's perfectly fine, isn't he? Yeah, he's totally fine. He's in heaven now, I think. Because oh. the car goes boom, the bomb blows up. Um, and boom great. goes the dynamite. And then we get the theme song, and... I just want you to talk. What, 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 how did you feel about Snoop Dogg's version of the theme song? Honestly, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. It's, it's really terrible. bad. It's really it bad. Is, it's one of those things, and I tell me if you read it. I, it is absolutely terrible. I am so glad they did it, though, because <laughs> it's so funny. No, for sure. I was like, okay, I want to hear the interest, because I heard the music, and I'm like, okay, this is going to be different. Uh, but sure enough, it's just a rehashing of every single lyric, but in a really weird way. Um, well, because the problem is that Randy Newman has such a particular m- way of singing, and it's right. so like dependent on his piano. It, like, it, there's not really a rhythm. There's not a rhythm to it that you could put rap onto. So it just doesn't really work at all. Yeah, no, of course not. It, it, it it's yeah. You're right. Randy Newman is uh, is unique. One, he's one of a kind. Um, yes. But then we uh, get to. Uh, out of the theme song, and Monk is doing something that, you know, everyone can relate to. Well, not He's anymore. clocks. Yeah, you know, we have to do that less and less with every piece of technology these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, don't get me wrong, they still... It's uh, mostly few... just your, your stove you need to do it with. <laughs> yeah, stove, microwave, all that mm-hmm. business. <clears throat> but nonetheless, uh, you know, we can obviously tell that this means a lot to Monk. Um, yeah. And obviously, in some weird way, I kind of at this point was like, okay, clearly this is going to have something to do with daylight mm-hmm. savings time. Exactly. Uh, and so he's resetting a clock with Natalie, and they try to get it the first time, but they're two seconds off. Um, and Monk points out that he has got flowers for Natalie, and she's very excited until she reads the card. And uh, she's a little less excited after that. Yeah, uh, apparently... Monk got it because it's National Secretary Day, um, which is news to her because she never considered herself a secretary. She does mm-hmm. way more, than, and yeah, she does way more than a secretary yeah. should. Yes, she's risked her. I don't think that secretaries. It's in, I don't think it's in the job description to regularly risk your life, <laughs> and uh, yeah, probably not great. Yeah, uh, but Monk does have a counter though. He said that some secretaries are important: Secretary of State, Secretariat. <laughs> Yeah, no, he he rebounds pretty well. I mean, it's not going to work for him, but he's got some names. No, because neither of those are actually secretaries. <laughs> oh, really? Well, Secretary of State, I mean... Well, I know the Secretary isn't a fucking secretary. I know that. Yeah, and then Secretary is a horse, so, I mean... No, yeah, no, I meant the Secretary one I knew, but, like, why isn't the Secretary of State not I mean, a secretary? okay, it's, it's titled as Secretary of State, but it doesn't function the way that a secretary does. Like, National Secretary of State, it's not the same thing. It's just title. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Yeah. Um, and then Natalie points out a thing that I think is pretty obvious. Uh, you know, she says, you don't respect me. Um, and he immediately says doorbell, which not proven his point, you know. Right. But they go to the door and, uh, someone's at the door and that someone is our good old friend Snoop Dogg. Uh, in this episode, he is Murderous. Murderous, which is a great name. A big fan. Um, yeah. Big fan of Murderous. And Monk immediately starts acting strange. He yeah. shakes his hand. 
Um, yeah, he shakes his hand, which is obviously something that most people will do to him first, and he mm. will recoil or whatever. But mm. for whatever reason, he seems to be shaken a bit. Yes. And Snoop Dogg notices, well, sorry, Murderous notices that there had been the daylight savings time at the conversation, and he resets mm-hmm. his watch, which is, of course, white gold, because that is his signature. Um, man, that'd be a great signature to have. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure white gold is not as good as regular gold, but... I, mean, I don't know. That's a, that's, a type of, that's a type of distinction that I, I'm not in a place to make. Um, okay. But, uh, you know, Natalie recognizes Murderous and is like, I've taken your records away from my daughter. Which, like, Natalie, like, I'm usually on Natalie's side, but, like, why are you saying that? You keep that to yourself. You don't need to mention that. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with doing it in your own private life, but no need to announce mm-hmm. it. You're right. And then amongst, like, no, Natalie's more is prudish about this sort of thing. And then Murderous announced, uh, uh, you know introduces his two other associates snake the assassin yeah and kevin aka kevin durant yes uh no he, uh, <laughs> no <laughs> david banner and i'm not sure who plays silent killer i didn't recognize the name but silent killer is who is secretary of defense um yes <laughs> who is silent obviously uh yes. and basically murderous hasn't been he hasn't been contacted by the police yet but he knows that the police think that he murdered and why so and why is that why would they think that well, he will want he left the label, and as uh, Snake the Assassin says, I hate that mother f- fella. I hate, I I hate, hate that, that fella. fella. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, but yeah, he recorded a, a diss song, and that diss song was a little on the nose, let's just say. It was, uh, it was called Car Bomb. Um, yeah. And it went, uh, tick, 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 car bomb. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. honestly, that that hook is like if I don't know the rest of the song, but if that hook is not a bad hook for a song, I'd listen to that. No, of course. I mean, I w- I've listened to so much bad rap music in my life. This is not. Do you think that the Hives stole "Tick Tick Boom" from this episode? No, I think they stole it from the uh, uh, Jonathan Larson uh, musical uh, or play. That you you got me. I... The the follow up to Rent. Oh, okay. Wait, I thought the guy who wrote Rent died right after Rent came out, or is it a different director? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Okay, then he did Tick to Boom before that. Whatever. Okay. Either way, it's one of his things. If uh, whatever, the hive stole it from somebody. They're um, doing. They're making a movie of it, by the way, with Andrew Garfield. Sounds good. Good for Andrew Garfield. You know, he really. I feel like he hasn't really found a place for his career to go after Spider Man. I always thought he was talented. Anyway, yes. Um, and the streets. The streets say a lot of things. You know what I mean? But the yeah. streets have they say that Monk is a super cop, and Monk agrees to take the case. And not only that, he says it's an honor and a privilege. And my word is my bond. <laughs> right, which he's you been know, hanging out with too bond. many Jamaicans is the thing. Word is bond, but also, um, wait, what was the first thing he said? Because I was gonna. He takes the case, and it's an honor and a privilege. Yeah, fuck no, I had something else. Um, but yeah, fuck yeah, I forgot it. Oh well. And they give him a reta- a business card and a, a check to, to put on retainer. Um, and then he says, I got your back, yo. Yeah, you know, he's uh, he, he's, he's handling it with with a lot of grace. Uh, he's, he's doing pretty well. Um, unfortunately for him, he's going to have no recollection that this conversation ever happened. Yes. Because once they leave, he looks at Natalie and says, that was close. They seem to take it well. Because he is under the impression... That he said no. Yeah, in his mind, uh, he, he said no. But apparently, and what we'll find out later, is that when Monk is stressed out, he tends to black out and just agree to things that he would normally yes. not do. So Natalie makes him look at the check, 
uh, and he is completely he's he, he's at he can't process it. How much do you think he paid as a as a retainer? Ten k. That sounds about right. That sounds realistic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you see his house, it's massive, and he's got a lot. Is of that the entourage house, you know. by the way? You know, I don't know okay. that. No, I don't. No, I don't oh, know actually, that. Ask, Ask me again. Well, I didn't watch Entourage, but ask me again. I'll give you an Entourage-friendly answer. Since when do you have to have seen something to have known it? Especially you. That's fair. That's fair. But ask me. Is that house from Entourage again, please? Do is it. that the house from Entourage? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I wanna be your that superhero. I actually don't know. Um. Anyway, they we go to the crime scene and we learn that Randy, of course, was a fan of Extra Large. So rest in peace, Extra Large. Yeah, you know. yeah. He gives his he, he pays his respects, but also um, starts talking mm-hmm. about basically starts laying down the history of the second wave of East Coast rap or something like that. I don't know. He's way too he's, serious he's about it. He's a hip hop head. He's a hip hop head. You know damn well he's on it, oh, you know, Twitter. I remember what I was gonna say earlier. Yeah. Do we really uh-huh. think that the streets were talking <laughs> about Monk being a super detective? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know if the streets. I think that's you know. Vintage Street might have been talking. His, <laughs> murderers probably called his lawyer, and he said, "Call Adrian Monk." And then murderers sit, pretend the street said it. But he's probably his lawyer, who of course we don't meet his lawyer, but you know damn well he's played by the lawyer in The Wire. Oh, who plays the, every dirty lawyer ever. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, and, and Natalie asks Disher, "Does the captain respect you?" And Disher uh, answers incorrectly and says yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Because Steinmeier, this is important, Steinmeier loves Disher. He doesn't respect him. Correct. Um, and he starts, like, rapping a little bit and whatever, but, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, basically, through this conversation, they find out the limo driver, limo driver somehow survived that whole thing. Yes. I mean, well, also, we learn later that the bomb was pretty rudimentary, so that, you know, that's kind of how they explain okay. it. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, but Monk is a little uneasy because you know it's a car bomb, and obviously that's what killed Trudy. Um, yeah, but uh, Stoudemire's like, you know, you don't have to worry. We have a we have another suspect. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he's seems pretty good for it. And Monk is like, yeah, no, murderous. And um, he this is where Monk mentions that he was hired by him. Uh, and Stoudemire's like, oh, you did the thing where you blacked out again. Yeah. Um, but it somehow also says a line which I like, which is, murderous. That's not a name. It's a confession. Right, yeah. He says that, but he also mentions, like, because, yeah, Monk, mm-hmm. you know, starts saying that he's repping him, and he basically says that this is, like, an open and shut case. This guy has mm. a rap sheet, no pun intended, a very long rap sheet, and apparently he's even uh, crossed paths with him quite a few times. Yeah. Leland apparently arrested him three times when he was just a street tough. Right. Um, although I don't know if Snoop Dogg was ever streaked up because he feels like he's been has like a, had had a BMI of point two his entire life. Probably. Um, uh, remember when he was Snoop Lion for a minute? No, that was just I not. Don't oh, you don't remember Snoop Lion? Blacked out. He went to Jamaica. He went to Jamaica. Got in touch with like Rasta and Reggae and did like two albums under the name Snoop Lion, and they're terrible. And <laughs> I don't even know anything about Reggae. Central but... Seduction. When was Central Seduction? Like two thousand and eight. It was after, because yeah, this Snoop Lion was when I was in high school. Um, what a song, anyway. by the way! What a like song, sexual eruption. S- yeah, Snoop Dogg is you know he's had a, I, I musically his two th- his twenty first century has been um, hit and miss. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so uh, they found the detonator, 
and um, they also found that the that, that it's hooked up to a timepiece, which is of course white gold. Yep, and we're now talking about the Netflix show. Is White Gold the Netflix show? I'm pretty sure it is, with the guy from Gossip Girl. Mm. White Gold is what I would call... Uh, what would I call it? I'm trying to think of a good joke. White Gold is what I would call 2% milk. No, that doesn't work. Um, because I don't really like 2% milk that much. But I was just trying to think of, you know, like black gold is uh, oil. Or, you know, I mean, you know, liquid gold obviously is Velveeta. <laughs> Velveeta, apparently. Um, is it? That's the thing. Yeah, they call it liquid gold because they're yeah, really I've never not had cheese. I'm not gonna pretend like I haven't in the past year at least once. It's honestly not. It's you know those things that is it better than Kraft mac and cheese? Yes, I I personally think so. It's not better than Annie's mac and cheese. But the thing about Velveeta is that it is one of those things that the thing that is good about it is how processed it tastes. Like it just just it just distinctly does not taste like cheese. It's it tastes like performance enhanced cheese in a way that is nostalgic to my childhood uh and also it's um you know i can't pretend i don't like it anyway um we uh natalie makes a point of saying that she's just a secretary you know she's snippy about it you know Mm -hmm. and then we cut to the interrogation room and it is leland steinemeyer and reynold disher interrogating russell aka murderous yeah, playing um, a classic game of good cop, dis, uh, dis, uh, demented cop. Good cop, demented cop, yes. That uh, he, someone first asked, like, does this watch belong to you? And Martyrus, understandably, is like, I'm not, I'm not a bomb maker, you know? Um, to which Salma responds, any Boy Scout could have made this bomb, which is how I know it's rudimentary. And he says, I ain't no Boy Scout either, which, honestly, great stuff. Great banter from, from uh, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, he's, on, he's sharp on his feet, for sure, mm-hmm. on those ponies. Yes. But the blasting cap they found was apparently stolen from a construction site half a mile away from uh, Murderous's house. So, For the sake of the rest of this episode, I'm just going to call him Russ. It's just easier that's for fair. me, personally. Okay, I might still call him, call him Murderous, but that's fine. Okay. Um, but then Murders is like, no, I'm up close and personal. You know me. Which is, of course, a problem because Randy immediately break. He made a song about a car bomb. Right. So I think there. I, what I thought was going to happen was they were going to play the song. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we didn't get to hear it. But Or fortunately, you could argue for comedy reasons. <laughs> I mean, yeah, true. Uh, but so instead, Disher attempts to rap it, right? Is that kind of what he's Yes, doing? he does. Correct. Yeah. And to which uh, Russ responds to him that basically Disher is the whitest guy he's ever met, and he's met Kevin Costner, which is just a shot. I mean, I feel like that's not... Kevin Costner's definitely got to be up there, though. Like, I'm really trying to think of who is more white than Kevin Costner. Um, Eminem? No. No, Eminem rat. Like, yeah, he's he's white in comparison to people. He's actually, like, I would say Eminem, in terms of white people, is, like, not on the other side. Like. No, because Kid Rock also raps. You have to think of people who like are not even a little bit associated with that. Like I was thinking like, Tim. Maybe that's better. I was thinking Tim Robbins, maybe. Um, Tim Robbins. What I I I get. You I mean Sean Penn? Sean Penn. No, I feel like Sean Penn is no. Because Sean I'm Penn is really. Mystic, in, I'm just thinking of Mystic River. Mystic River point. now. No, but the thing about Sean Penn though, Sean Penn's really like into like Latin American like, stuff. So you know, it's like we're not talking about like very. All the people we're naming are like very white, but like the most, like you have to like really find someone who has no. Yeah, Kevin Costner's good. That's good. Kevin Costner's good. Yeah. 
Um, and so then Randy starts bragging that he's a part of a band too. And this is where uh, Murderer says, what is this, good cop, demented cop? Which is funny. <laughs> right. And uh, so, yeah, Russ basically lays it all out there that he thinks he's being framed, which, you know, at this point, obviously, that is, I mean, it's a little too convenient that everything just adds up to him. He mm-hmm. needed to have to be the most lax uh, criminal of all time or it's a frame job. Exactly. Um, and as far as the jobs you can get, you know, frame is preferable to any most of them except for maybe uh, hand or anyway. Um, I was gonna do other ones, but they only get dirtier from there. Okay. Um, rim. Um, anyway, so he says, you know, I'm being frank. All you need to do is ask Adrian Monk, and then we see Monk behind the two way glass, and he's despondent because he's like, of course it's him. I can't believe that I said yes. But Natalie has a good point. Yeah, like, if you thought you were innocent, why would you ever hire Adrian Monk, who is, Mm -hmm. according to what the streets are saying, some kind of super cop? So, it just doesn't make any sense. And the the thing is, the streets don't lie. That's the big thing about the streets. Streets never lie. They never close either. Mm -hmm. And the streets need you. Um, Mm -hmm. Anyway. So, Natalie says that this is her hunch. Um, And, you know, Monk has hunches all the time. Stoudemire has hunches. Why can't Natalie have a hunch? And honestly, good point, you know, people can have hunches a lot. Um, I personally uh, have, I don't have, I have too many hunches. I think that I kind of, as anyone who's ever spoken to me knows, that I kind of let my hunches fly and my hunches shouldn't be trusted. But Natalie's a reasonable person and isn't me, so you should listen to her hunches, you know? Yeah, no, I think every, everybody, every once in a while, needs, uh, needs to be heard. Exactly. And she's like, you know, remember what we talked about earlier? And I love that Punk says, something about me not respecting you, I wrote it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just being a real dick. There's uh, My favorite comedy move, not my favorite comedy move, but the one that I probably have leaned on the most is when someone in what they're saying is the ex- doing the exact opposite of what they're trying to say. So like in that, he's say, like, clearly not respecting her, and, but saying something about not respecting you, you know. I just always love that. Um, it's... Uh, one of the greatest things. Anyway, Natalie says, but come on, you shook his hand. And that, um, Monk flips out. He can't handle that. Yeah, needs a wipe ASAP. Mm-hmm, you know, and, uh, which of course, like, you, clearly, he's definitely washed his hands in between then and now. So, like, what do you, that, that's how you know it's on his head. Um, not that I need to tell anyone that. Um, right. But then we're up in the studio, you know, a little rapping going on. Um, I didn't, I didn't write down, is this a, f- a rapper who I should know on the mic? I didn't, I couldn't tell. <clears throat> the guy who, uh, no, I have no idea who that is. Yeah, I, I think he's just a nobody. But we meet, uh, we meet Denny. Well, there's the guy's rap, doing a rap, it's not bad. I mean, it's, it's not good, but it's not like, you know. I think that they probably had people who know rap write it, because it doesn't sound like, uh, a bunch of 50-year-old white guys wrote it. Um, right. I still think it's okay, though. I don't think it's that bad. No, no, I get no, I, I'm not, what I mean is it's not, like, good. Like, oh, my God. But my point being, I think that the thing that this episode does well in parts is that I think that in moments like this, they probably got people in, like, Snoop Dogg's entourage to write these raps as opposed to... Because you can tell when uh, what writer's room of old white guys writes right. a rap for a rap character. I mean, definitely, just... definitely the last rap of this... No, second to last rap. The guy who was just on stage saying celebrate like a million yeah, times. That's definitely yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so we meet Denny, who is the head, well, the co-head of this, uh, this, you know, record label. 
Um, uh, yeah, uh, what was it called? Fresh Rhymes. Fresh Rhymes record, yeah. Yes, and um, they uh, and they also meet Woody, who is the white uh, head of the company. Because um, obviously that's how every company, you need a white head and a black head. Um, right. And they asked where he was, and apparently he was in a hotel eating breakfast with Woody. Right. You know, he's got an alibi. But... But was he eating breakfast with Woody? No, he was just eating by himself because Woody never... Or he showed up like an hour later or something? No, well, he showed up on time, but Danny never ordered breakfast for Oh, Woody. right, yeah, yeah. He didn't, Despite yeah. the fact that they have this breakfast every single uh, Sunday for the past two years. Now, this sidebar, we know who did it. Denny did it. I just want to say, this is the du- such a flaw in his plan. Besides yeah. the daylight saving shit. If you are planning on killing someone, and that's preventing them from showing up to a breakfast that you, you always have. You still order for them. Exactly. Because even if the plan went as... Even if the bombing went as planned, the police would still be like, it's sure strange that it seems like Denny didn't expect Woody to show up for right. their breakfast. Right. Um, anyway, apparently Denny... I mean, Woody really holds this, like, is angry about this with Denny. And even though Woody should be angry about it because he did try to kill him... I think Denny's point, in an inner universe where Denny didn't try to kill Woody, Denny is right in saying, you're getting way too hung up on this when our, like, good friend and main client died on that day. Like, stop talking about the breakfast. <laughs> but, right, yeah, he, yeah, exactly. He's got a point. Um, so, yeah, there's clearly some sort of, uh, they're at odds with each other. It's very mm-hmm. apparent from just this yes. little glimpse into it. And Denny definitely has, like, the whole vibe of, he just feels like a, Connor, just honestly, just get the vibe that he's like the type of guy who's, you know, like, no, man, no, no, I'm gonna get your money tomorrow. I'll have your money tomorrow. That type of guy. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. And then, but the rapper comes out of the studio and he has a question What's better, that booty popping or that booty banging? Now, I have to ask you a question Booty popping or booty banging? Popping. I, I like popping as well because it rhymes. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't uh, be stopping when that booty is popping. Exactly. Something and I've always said. Of course, Monk, they ask everyone around him. Monk is the time, is the deciding vote. And he takes forever. Uh, yeah. Uh, this scene takes about yeah. a minute and a half, and I'm not going to spend that long on there. Yeah, he just um, needs to know what popping means and, and yeah. what banging I, means. I do love the line he says, though, where, I think it would help if I met the woman in question. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah I did like that. Um, and, uh, and also, he has to define what banging is. He's like, you know, just like putting the booty cracking. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like, dude, that's not a good description for this guy. No, no. But anyway, they uh, they take a break, and so Monk and Natalie leave. And Danny rushes out and is like, hey, you said call me if I thought of anything. I just remembered. When I was in the parking garage or whatever, I, it was at 7 o'clock. I know because I was late for a minute. I looked at my watch, and I saw someone hanging around by the limo. And he was tall. Was it murderous? I don't want to say that. Which, man, he's... This is a cl- classic mistake killers make. Don't provide too much information. Yes. Be you already use the you already use the white. No, he doesn't even need to say anything about seeing him because the moment that you yeah put yourself as a witness, then your then your credibility is up in question. Correct. You already use the blasting cap from near his house. You already use the white gold, and you already. Established and, that he had a song. He had a song and called a motive. Carbon. Exactly. You don't need. You're laying it on thick. Yeah, for sure. But so then, after Denny leaves, Natalie gets to say my favorite words in the show. He's the guy. 
Yeah, he's the okay. guy. Sorry. Oh, sorry. We also forgot to mention that Hodges specifically mentions leaving the office at 7 p.m. the night before. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He and, says it's set. I thought I mentioned that. It doesn't matter. Okay, 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 um, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's the guy. And uh, Natalie gets the feeling. Um, but Bunk asks an important question. Why the hell would he kill Extra Large? He was his best client. Yeah, he was his meal ticket. Uh, you know, and Natalie's still questioning everything. But luckily for them, looks like the limo driver... Um, they're going to, like, get some more information from him, right? Yeah, because he's just at ICU and he can talk tomorrow. Correct. Which, as you, anyone who's ever watched any crime show knows, the moment that they can talk to someone tomorrow, they're getting killed tonight. Correct. And so the limo driver is uh, in his bed. And this is kind of this kind of is a bad scene in that you can t- clearly tell based on the height that it's not Snoop Dogg who kills him. Correct. Um, it does look a little taller than how that guy looks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But nonetheless, yeah, you can tell it's not a new Snoop Dogg. Um, and but he kills him with a white gold chain, which once again, this is another thing. Where, like, how stupid is is he trying to think murderous is? You know, um, right? Yeah. Also, they don't address this. How did he get inside the hospital? That's a great question. Yeah, have you tried to visit someone in a hospital recently? It's not even recently, just ever. Like, not not get, only like, that, but, but this guy is like a clear witness for like a murder, possibly. So there would definitely be some cops posted up outside the door. A hundred percent. And like, you need to, th- even if you can say like, okay, he could get, I like, I think he probably could get into the hospital in some way, shape or form, especially because this is, this guy's the limo driver for his company. Like, but the problem with that is that there, I can't, there's no way he can get to the hospital without there being a record of him having gotten into the hospital, you know? Right, right. Yes. Um, yeah. Anyway, the next day, Monk and Stoutmatter are outside the hospital. Apparently, Randy is inside talking to the M- the uh, M.E. in a rap. Um, right. So, they don't want to be inside. Uh, and this is where Stoutmatter, well, Monk notes that Natalie's not there because she's upset with him. And Stoutmatter's like, dude, you made a big mistake. She's not your secretary. Right. Yeah, she calls him out and, you know, Monk tries to cover himself up again. But he, at this point, he's starting to realize he was in the wrong. Yeah. But he points out, though, that they were on sale. And the thing is, you know, he likes deals. He's a stingy guy. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, there's there's really no... And when you make someone upset, if they were on sale is not... Uh, it's not, not a proper way no. to justify it. Especially when it's not for money, you know? Um, right. And what Simon points out is that they found... On the window, because I guess he climbed out of the window, they found a special shoe print that is matches the type of shoe that murderers always wears. Right. Uh, they find that, but not only that, but they found like a gold, a white gold chain dumped uh, mm-hmm. sh- somewhere around the area. In the hazardous bin in the back. Correct. So it's just more and more looking like such an obvious framing. Like who the fuck? Murderous already knows that people are looking at him. He yeah. would make sure to not leave anything behind. One hundred percent. And so apparently, grand jury will indict on Thursday, and they're going to arrest him on uh, Friday. Correct. And so. Monk's got to get out of the contract, and he asks Stamar to go with him, so they go together. But, and Stamar's given advice. One, apologize, but don't cry, which is hard for Monk to do. And then, basically, anything Monk does is a gang sign, and Stamar is like, no, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. And then he puts his hands in his pocket, and I love the, no, they'll think that you're caring, and they'll kill us before you even get inside. Yeah, just, I mean, I doubt that they would think that, but yeah, I get it. Um, and so he has his hands up like he's, you know, uh... Trying not to get shot. And yeah. Silent Kill opens the door. And um, then there's a bigger guy. And I love him. He says, hey, homely. And then Stamar says, he means homie. And he doesn't he even doesn't mean even that. He doesn't even mean that, yeah. 
Yeah, so, you know, he's, he mentions he needs to talk to, to Russ, and, uh, you know, he brought Stott to help him out. But, you know, they'll let him talk to Russ, but there's no way Stott's going in because he's yeah. a cop. Exactly. Um, and the rest of like, what are you doing with your hands? I'm just keeping it real. Um, yeah, which he and is. And so Monk goes through the house. It's a really nice mansion. And they he goes into Murderous's, like, the room he's in, and he's he's playing a video game with uh, Snake the Assassin. And it's Murderous's video game. And Murderous, his character, is beating up a white guy because they made a deal and the white dude got scared and tried to back out. Yeah. No, it, it's it's not a good look for Monk. He looks like he's go he's diving into the snake pit. Um, but more importantly, more importantly, if this guy's name is Silent Assassin, why wouldn't that be the first guy you're like looking at? You know, like you would have to assume that you mean uh, Silent Russ, Russ, that Russ. Oh yeah, Silent or assass, Assassin. Someone oh, that snake someone the else. Assassin and Snake. I mean, Silent Killer and Snake the Assassin are both. You know, yeah, you're right. They both of them you, seem like they might. Catch yeah, you would you would think that uh, that murderous wouldn't want to get his hands dirty. He's got two two guys, the Secretary of Defense. That's true, exactly. Um, but anyway, it's basically, um, Monk tries to break up with them. And is is like you know I'm sorry if this is good. And he says to I think I'll miss you most of all, Snake the Assassin. <laughs> um, and he's trying to return his money, and he insists, I'm not dissing you. Yeah, you know, he's not trying to, uh, but nonetheless, uh, somehow... Wait, what? Well, 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 importantly, Snoop Dogg then says a line, excuse me, murderous, that Snoop Dogg himself definitely right. He said, come on, man, I'm in deep dookie, Mookie, and that's church yeah. for shiz, shizzlemanizzle, you feel I, me? Yeah, I didn't write that down, so there's no way I was going to try Which, to even say it. that, I think I got most, I, I got, I'm in deep yeah. dookie, Mookie, and that's church for shizzle, you feel me? Which, that does just sound like something Snoop Dogg might say in mixed company, honestly. Correct. Um, so yeah, but somehow through all this situation that occurs, it's very unclear. It's unclear to us too, right? Like, we're not even positive that that's what well, happened. Well, you're forgetting a couple jokes where Snoop Dogg asked him to take some, uh, hit off a peace pipe, Monk says, well, oh, right. and says, you're the most uptight person I've ever met. If I put a coal oh, right. in, your, in your butt, right. uh, I get a diamond. And then Monk is, starts crying because he thinks that he's actually going to put, do that. Yeah. Um, and he starts, uh, questioning the science behind that method on top of that. Mm. And, you know. Yeah. He just tells him that it was a figure of speech. Mm-hmm. And then what? He we cut to. And then he cuts yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. He tells Stoudemire, he comes out wearing a chain, he tells Stoudemire that he's now his new head of security. And then he shrugs and smiles, and we get my probably my favorite shot, and maybe all Monk, where Monk reveals he's wearing grills. <laughs> right. Which my whole thing is like, why is this clip not added to the, 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 the beginning of the show? So. Yeah. I don't know, honestly, and it never is. I, it's just... It is just, it's so funny. Did you, be honest, did you laugh out loud when that happened? Because I did. Yeah, I did. I've seen it like I six did. times. I, I actually did, yeah. Because you don't expect it. Because like, it's just, because I think about it, they made him grills. You have to custom make grills. I know. And I hope he kept them. I really do. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I really feel like, I mean, people have said that, many people have said Adrian Monk is the Paul Wall of the West Coast. So, um, People are saying, the streets are saying. The streets are saying. Uh, and so then we cut to Monk is packing because he's got to run away. Um, yep. And uh, he has he has different he has like clothes, soaps, etc. One of them is water. Be careful carrying the water. And he has two plans of where to go. One, buy a rail pass and hop rail in Central Asia, or go to Natalie's house. And he's leaning mm-hmm. towards that option. Yeah. And Natalie's like, why isn't someone checking out Denny? And she points out what we're pointing out that all of it's too convenient. You right. know. Um, that 
that like this makes no sense. And then Monk kind of gets to come to a sentence, and he's like, "Wait, he had to be lying. I've got it. He's yep. the guy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't murderous. No, the clock is the key. The clock is the key. Um, I feel like that. That's probably a riddle uh, in something like that, where there's a key and a clock. I don't know. For sure, but like so, like that whole thing happens, and he basically realized that it couldn't have been him or whatever. But he still mm-hmm. like doesn't even do a good job of getting Natalie some credit for this. Oh yeah, he's terrible. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to Extra Large's memorial. Once again, rest in peace, Extra Large. He didn't deserve to go out like he did. He um, didn't even deserve to go out like he did, and he certainly didn't deserve this sad, uh, like yeah. memorial concert thing. It was like the most set-looking set I've ever mm-hmm. seen in my life. Yeah, and. Murderous rolls up and everyone's like, "Yo, dude, why is Mark? I mean, what's he rolling up? Well, it's no, he's. I mean, uh, wow, uh, great stuff. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, wait, I forget. Does Snoop Dogg smoke blunts or joints? I forget. I think he smokes blunts. I'm right? pretty sure blunts. Yeah, I'm pretty sure both, sure. actually. Probably both. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and um, P's what rolling in, and um, he well, he walks up to Monk. And he's like, it wasn't me, was it? And uh, then he asked Monk for all the details. And he says, here's what happened. And then we caught. And I have this question. At this moment, did you know what was going to happen? Uh, no. No. Okay. Um, and we then see Dennis talking on stage. Um, and, uh, you know, basically, uh, you know, mentioning how... They know who did it, and they're going to chill out, just have a celebration, etc. He just being a slimy guy. And then he says, speak of the devil. You got a lot of nerve. I'll give you that. Because um, Snoop Dogg, I'll say this. Snoop Dogg is not a great actor always, but he does the standing stop trait, like, what are you going to say, look, very, mm. very well. Yeah, he's not intimidated. Um, not mm. at all. And then Monk comes on stage and says, Word, 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 my people, mm-hmm. brothers. And then he says a line, which I say all the time, like legitimately all the time in my life, where he says, if I ever to say anything like information, he says, let, I'll, let me give you the 411. That means information. Information. Yeah. I say that a lot. 411, like, anyway. Um, and he says, points out that the timing device was for, it was a 12 hour clock, but the bomb went off after 13 hours. And I'm not talking about the secret soldiers of Benghazi. Right, and uh, <clears throat> I guess, I don't know if we remarked on it in the beginning, but basically when Monk sh- uh, is in his thing setting his clocks um, and Snoop comes in, he mentions that he hadn't done it either. Yeah, he yeah. didn't realize that, that that was the case. So I think that... I mentioned it. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, but yeah. either way. And so Denny's like, are you accusing me? What's the motive? And he starts to go, here's what happened. And Snoop, murderous, comes on stage. And the great, I mean, in terms of the confluence of things that have happened on television, murderous, a.k.a. Snoop Dogg, rapping the here's what happened is just like i don't even know what to say about it it's one of those things that like is it good is it bad it's in a realm where that doesn't even matter you know it's just something i never thought i was gonna see it never thought i was gonna <laughs> see never thought i was gonna see corn in an episode um and i certainly didn't expect that here's what happened rap by snoop dogg it's really something special like yeah. in terms, as a rap it's not good as a thing that was on television it is unimpeachable <laughs> Correct. Yeah, it's actually it's, pretty mean, good. The hook is actually very good, I think. Have you yes, ever been the hook accused? Is good. Man, you got set up when it really wasn't you. Man, you got set up when you try to pull on me. Man, you got set up when you say I killed the homie. Sorry, I had to do it. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, 
I do that. I, by the way, at, uh, I was out to dinner with my parents and my brothers last night. Well, yeah. And I was saying I was going to do this episode. And just want to let you know, before I rewatched the episode, I still did the whole thing. I still remember that. <laughs> of course you did. I mean, it's just, it's a special moment. Um, uh, anyway, then um, Snoop walks off stage and Monk is like, you, you dropped your microphone. Um, and then Denny tries to, like, walk off, but he gets stopped by Stalmeyer. Yeah, he gets stopped by Sotomayor, and, uh, you know, they apparently, he's got a search warrant that they already performed. I mm-hmm. thought they would have to have informed him nope, first. Nope, if, if, if his wife was there or whatever, they didn't okay. need to do that. No. Basically, they found the bomb-making stuff in his workshop, in his workshop at home. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, that's it for him. Randy goes on stage and tells people to go to randydistroproject.com. Wait, um, hold on, hold on a second. Did we, did we just say what the actual motivation was? Oh, right. Sorry, we completely skipped over it. Yeah, I was like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I'm yeah. so, so sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, you don't have to wrap it, obviously, but what happened? <laughs> Essentially, um, basically, it was the same thing that happened in the first episode of this goddamn series. Uh, it was the wrong target. The target mm-hmm. all along was Woody. Um, he was the one that was supposed to die because, of course, Hodge's classic problem in the music industry always wanted more than half of the pie. Um, mm-hmm. And in fact, it turns out that Woody was the one that was supposed to die. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And but because it was daylight savings, he set the clock. Except when it was time to rock, there was thirteen hours instead of twelve, so it ended up extra large going to hell. Woody was fine, and he showed up for breakfast. And then what happened next is, Danny tried to cover it up by saying <laughs> it was murderous, but. You can trust. I don't know. I used to be good at freestyling back in the day, but I did it a lot, which is something I, you shouldn't say. You shouldn't admit as a, a, a white kid who correct. didn't really listen to rap growing up, but who just did poetry and then realized that poetry is not a useful skill. Anyway, um, All right. so yeah, he it was a day. This when I did when I ranked my top twenty smartest murderers in Monk. This was an honorable mention as the dumbest murderer in Monk. Not that he's not just because to accidentally murder the wrong person because of daylight savings time is pretty dumb. Yes. Um, you know, I like that Daylight Savings Time is a plot device, don't get me wrong, but yeah, he definitely fucked up. Oh, yeah, it's, and I guarantee you it's happened in some way, shape, or form, uh, some yes. crime has been, like, caught because of Daylight Savings Time. Anyway, we yeah. then get to the end bit where, uh, murderous hollows at Monk, and <laughs> Monk says, I couldn't have done it without my associate assistant under, like, you know, he doesn't know what to call her, but she, he then, you know, like, whatever, she's a fine woman, you gotta keep her, whatever, you know, whatever Snoopy says. Yes. Um, but then he has a proposal. Yeah, he's uh, he's about to go on a 27-city tour, and he needs a new bodyguard slash assistant. And he thinks mm-hmm. Monk would be... It would be dope if he joined. Mm-hmm. And Monk's like, you know what? I can't. I'm so busy. And Snoop's like, no hot feelings, man. And then they do a little handshake. And Monk says, truth to power. Um, and then Monk's like, did he just ask me to be his head of security? And he's so happy to learn that he said no. Yep. And, you know, he grew his spine, and... And that's where we end. It's important. Yeah, exactly. And um, like you're giving a Pitchfork rating for Murders' new album, what do you give this episode out of 10? Uh, I would probably give Russ's album a, like a 5 out of 10, but I'll give yeah. this episode an 8 out of 10. Um, it, it's funny because I, I'm just looking at the timestamp. It's a very short episode that we have because it's like yeah. really like there isn't that much going on. It's just a lot no. of cliche stuff. Uh, but at the same time, it's very it's a very entertaining episode. Yeah. Which is why I give it an 8.5, because it's not, mechanically, it's not a great episode. Like, it's Correct. pretty simple, but I think that there's just moments in it. They're like, 
like really, there there are five or six moments in this episode I think about a lot. Like the 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 song, the grills. Um, I mean, t- Snake the Assassin going tick 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 kaboom. You know, just a lot of great stuff. Um, and it's just honestly really funny. And it's there's some episodes of Monk that are really good mysteries, and then there's some episodes that are just really funny. And I think this one has a lot of funny moments. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but. We all can agree on another thing, which is you should follow us on Twitter at Strictly Monkin. And where can people follow you? You could follow me at Andre Barrera. And you can follow me at the J Christie. Please rate, subscribe, share the show with your biggest monk fan in your life. Um, and more important than all that, tune in later this week on Friday as we talk about Mr. Monk and the Naked Man. Let's get monkey. Monkey.